Well, here we are. Back at it. How you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks, Barry. Yep, doing, doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. I was just trying to multitask with some technical glitches, but, you know, as as these things go, you know, we we manage. So... And we guys are not very good at multitasking, as I seem to remember. Well, <laughs> chewing gum and walking can be a challenge, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, How, I know the problem. Yes. <laughs> How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good, thank you. Um, did a webcast last night with my Polish friends, um, which went well. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else I've been doing. Um, a few jobs and bits and pieces around the house. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's always, uh, yeah. you know, retirement isn't uh, retirement, is it? No, 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 no. Retirement is definitely not retirement. I, I've, I take the view I stopped doing one thing in order that I could do lots of other things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which uh, I must admit, one, one does enjoy a lot more. Oh, yes, especially <laughs> when the grandchildren are involved. Absolutely. And tell me, Barry, did you um, watch a world-beating party over the weekend at all? You know what? I only saw what I saw on, on, on Facebook. I didn't see any of it live or anything else, but wow, congratulations. I'll tell you what, we Brits, we can throw the best party in the world, yeah. but we can't organize our airports or our national health <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I think we might be in the same situation with the airports, but uh, yes, congratulations on, on just that. What an amazing thing. I, I saw the, um, the, the little, I think it was a 60-second clip of the Queen in Paddington Bear. Yes. That with the marmalade uh, sandwiches. That was uh, so priceless. So I, she's, She'd kept it secret from the whole family, apparently. Oh, oh she did. That was, that was really sweet. Yeah. She's a good sport. Um, she is. And it, it, that's been, she was, um, she's a great sport. She obviously enjoyed doing it, you know, yeah. and um, it was great. But um, I, I, I tell you, one of the best bits, Barry, um, was the National Service of Thanksgiving on Friday morning. Mm. The, um, it was going to be the Archbishop of Canterbury speaking, but he, he had to pull out last minute because he got covid and so it was the Archbishop of York, mm. and um, he was absolutely, he spoke for 10 minutes, but it was absolutely brilliant. Wow. And I would really encourage anybody who didn't see it to go onto YouTube and watch that 10-minute sermon from the Archbishop mm. of York. He, in his first couple of sentences, he said, um, Jesus only came to do the will of his father mm. and as St. John as St. John the Apostle says he found his place in the father's side Wow! and, he, and then he said we could do well to learn from that wow that's amazing you know and that was his opening that was the setting that he then went on to talk about the queen and and he said, I believe the Queen has found that place wow. of, of intimacy with the Father. And it was like, whoa, you know, it was, it was excellent, 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 excellent. I mean, if you don't want to watch the whole thing, you can 
you can go you just just search you can read the transcript but it was it was very very powerful I have wow to the whole that sermon was was incredibly powerful that's amazing and then of course we had all the fun on 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 saturday and sunday with the, the party and the concert big concert you know that was that was very good yeah um, um so yeah we we can throw a party and uh, <laughs> we 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 failed on a few other things <laughs> <laughs> well let's just focus on the positive right there's a <laughs> Well, the kingdom of God's a party. Eh? Exactly. Yeah, our Papa likes to throw parties too, so that's awesome. So, uh, so anything else going on? Any traveling coming up in the night, or any schools or anything? Yeah, um, a week on Saturday, a week on Sunday, I go to Switzerland. Um, I'm doing a father heart encounter with Trevor and Linda uh, up in the mountains in Switzerland. Um, so that's that's a week long uh, encounter. So yeah, looking forward to that. And then um, at the end of July, August, end of July, beginning of August, um, off to Uganda again for two weeks. The first week is working with Ingrid's team again, and the second week is doing uh, a growing in sonship um, week. Yeah. So yeah, um, but um, in between, in between all of that, Barry, up. I'll be around here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that's a, that's a lot of coming and going. I, I, you know, I just had my first trip last. You know, I just got back last week, so it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little tuckered out. I mean, you just got back from Uganda, and now you're going again to Switzerland. So good for you, good for you, mate. Yeah, yeah. But Switzerland's only just you know around the corner. Really. Yeah. <laughs> not for not for us, it isn't. But yeah. <laughs> not for you. Yeah. It's a very beautiful country, but it's it's actually a very expensive country. Um, you know, the, for, I, I think if you live there, you, you, you presumably get paid a salary that is roughly okay with it. But for people like us going into the country, it's very, everything's very expensive. Wow. Travel, accommodation, uh, even eating, eat, having a meal out in a restaurant is, is expensive. So. Yeah. Hey, it's all you know. It's all good fun. Yeah. So, what are we talking about uh, tonight? Do you know? Do you have any thoughts? Well, I think. I think <laughs> you, well, I think the ball's in your court, my friend. Yeah. Um, a childlike faith. Yes. Something like that. Something yeah. Well, would you mind opening in prayer before we before oh, I get going with it? Not a problem. <laughs> yeah. Just love to do that. Yeah. Um, sure. Well. Father, thank you. Mm. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you that you're loving each each one of us right now. Mm. And Father, you don't require anything more of us than to come with a childlike heart. Mm. And it's when we come with a childlike heart we we see what you can do. Yeah. Rather than seeing what we can do. <laughs> And so, Father, I just pray for us tonight. I pray for Barry that as he speaks, it would be your words that bring life and revelation to our hearts. Mm. And you would show us once again, Father, the importance of being little. Yeah. Because the bigger we get, the smaller we make you. Yeah. But the smaller we become, the bigger we make you. And you are a great big God mm. who just happens to be our Father. Yeah. 
So Father, we just ask your blessing upon yeah. this time. And we ask your presence to yes, be Lord. really rich amongst us. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, my brother. I appreciate that. I'll see you in a bit. Then you can bail me out. Oh, don't. don't need to do that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Call me back when you're ready. All right. Thanks for the prayer. That was great. Yeah, great uh, to be with you guys again. Uh, of course, last week we was the first time back after being in Finland. And, um, you know, when I was thinking about tonight uh, what to share, I, I, I thought about what I... I shared in Finland actually and when as as I was preparing to uh go there and I was asking Papa about you know some of the 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 elements of what he wanted me to share or I hope that he wanted me to share I just felt like he he was saying that uh, he he wanted me to talk about the restoration of childlike faith uh, in our hearts and how how uh, how that can work and you know again not in a theological or intellectual way but in, in a more heart to heart and you know one of the things about little kids you know they have this incredible ability to believe um i think it's way way bigger than any adult um faith that we could see manifest um i remember one time i was in in um on the east coast of canada and i was speaking at a friend's church and his church uh had the theater seating so it it kind of went on an angle up and and so the adults were all sitting in their chairs and the the kids were with them and um as I was sharing about the Father's love and His goodness and His promises and who we are in Him, uh, the I, I didn't ask the little children to come down. They they just came down on their own, and uh, they all just kind of sat at my feet as I'm speaking. And you know I'm you know I'm very happy that they were there, and and I would but I was just sharing my message. But something happened that really began to um, amaze me. It was I was sharing about who we are and how much we're loved and all those things. And and then what happened was these kids were responding, like down at my feet. They're going, yes, all right, hooray, all these wonderful things. And I, you know, I, I was just so encouraged by them. So I was like, God really loves you. He's your dad. Like, Yay. And they were high-fiving each other and dancing around. And, you know, Jesus is your big brother. Yay. And so I got so encouraged by their faith and their receptivity and their just the ease in which they could just believe and receive what I was saying. That in, in essence, I forgot about their their parents that were in the room. And I just started to preach to them. And it was because it was just so life-giving to me that, uh, you know, how they were responding. And, you know, I really believe that the smaller the child, the the, the more um, uninhibited they are, the more uh, they're influenced by the world system. And I, I, I had an experience with our, our two granddaughters a, a couple years ago, I think, or a year ago. And uh, I had built them um, a like a playhouse in the in our backyard and it's a pretty big playhouse you know adults can walk in and and I was so excited about making this playhouse for our, our grandchildren and I wrapped around all these Christmas lights you know these the battery operated Christmas lights all around the rafters and and so when at night when you turn them on you know it looks magical all these you know these white lights small white lights are everywhere so I brought uh, our our two uh, granddaughters in, and and I would just you know was trying to really set the mood. And I said, look it, and I turned them on, 
and and I said they're fairy lights, you know. And our our four year old Zoe looked at me with these big eyes, and she looked around at all these lights in this in this um, the playhouse, and she said fairy lights, you know, like she just it was like she was so thrilled, and she had no problem believing that. Our six-year-old granddaughter, Riley, so she's a little older, and she looks around at the, the, the fairy lights that Grandpa said were there, and she looked at me, and she had a bit of a, a like a cynical but smiling, kind of like, I know what you're up to, Grandpa. She said, Grandpa, are they fairy lights, or are they just Christmas lights? And I was <laughs> like busted, right? She had come to the point in her life where she started to realize that, okay, things aren't always as they say they are. And, uh, you know, and of course she still enjoyed it, but it was just, it really showed me the difference as, as children begin to progress, that the younger they are, the easier it is for them to believe. And, you know, when we talk about the kingdom of God, and, and of course, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir, and, and you know, please forgive me for, you know, I I often feel like I'm, I keep repeating myself with a lot of these things, but I, I feel that there is something of the essence of childlike faith that is, is so uh, spectacular in God's eyes that he, he just would really love us to, to get a hold of this. And so what I'm hoping for is that, you know, there might be a, a nugget in what I share in this, this uh, live stream that, you know, might, you know, resonate with somebody and say, oh, I, yeah, I would like that too. Or I, I would just like to, to, to simplify my life. Because one of the things I think with the adult mindset is that we make things so complicated. You know, we, we just tried to um, over manage things and we tried to, um, I'm just going to look on my phone at a scripture that uh, uh, Paul actually uh, exhorted the, um, the Corinthians about is uh, about simplicity. And, you know, we can overly complicate things where little kids just like they live in this glorious simplicity. So this is Second Corinthians 11, verse 3. And this is Paul speaking to the Corinthians church. He said, but I am afraid that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, your minds may be corrupted and led, led away from the simplicity of your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So here's Paul saying like, OK, you know, that the serpent actually um uh, beguiled Eve and 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 corrupted uh, the, you know her mind in that sense and, and led led her away from that really the simplicity like God who who did God say Adam and Eve were well they were they were his kids right and but of course the the, the serpent came and he tried to complicate things and says if you take from the tree of knowledge of good and evil then you will be like God and they were already like God right and and so you know Paul's concern with the Corinthians is that you know uh, you know that they could be drawn away from the simplicity, the beautiful simplicity that's in Christ. And I I really believe that that beautiful simplicity is what little kids just absolutely they they it's it's them to the core. They don't have to try to do it. They don't have to work at it. They it's just in the very very core of their life. And you know and you know I know we've talked about revelation a lot over the years, but there's there I truly believe that anything that happens significantly in the kingdom comes through revelation it doesn't come through an intellectual ascent it comes through uh an opening of the eyes of our heart and that's ephesians one eighteen and nine or seventeen and eighteen where Paul says, "I keep on asking the glorious Father that he might give you the spirit 
of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. It's the spirit of wisdom and revelation that awaken us. And then verse 18, he says that the eyes of your heart might be opened so you might know the hope of your calling and the glorious inheritance that you have together with all the saints. And so, you know, the the understanding of how the kingdom works, so the kingdom works through revelation. Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, you know, and, and uh, you know, he talks to Nicodemus, and it's in John chapter, chapter 3, and he says to Nicodemus, unless a man be born again, he will not see the kingdom of God, right? And now Nicodemus was one of Israel's premier leaders, right? He was, and he, he looks at Jesus when he says you have to be born again. And he didn't have this uh, beautiful, simplistic, childlike open heart. He was thinking like an adult. He was probably thinking like a theologian. And he, he said to Jesus, he said, how can I enter, re-enter my mother's womb? And, and, like, and Jesus later on says to Jesus and, or to, to Nicodemus that uh, you're Israel's leader and you don't get this. It was like Jesus was like saying this is like 101. But uh, the reality, and then Jesus went on to say, flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. And so when we, we talk about revelation and the gateway to the kingdom, it is through revelation. It's not through the, the intellectual understanding of, of what we understand. You know, 1 Corinthians 8.1, Paul writes, and he says, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And, you know, and of course, we know that the love that we're, you know, the substance of the kingdom is love. And, and the love of God uh, is not poured into our minds. It's actually poured into our hearts. And that's what it says in Romans 5, 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who he has given us. And you see, I believe it's the, the, the heart that that the Father wants to awaken in each and every one of us. And, and oftentimes the stumbling block to that is our head, our, our ego, our intellect. It's like the grown-up us really, really struggles to understand this. And I know I, I've said it many times before, but I truly believe that the kingdom of God is so big that the uh, an adult mindset cannot grasp it one of the things that i did when i was in finland and and i've i've probably said this you know on on some of the broadcasts in the past but when you start to understand the enormity of who god is you know when we talk about the universe and now they you know the all the 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 you know nasa and uh, all the experts in, in these things can only speak about the known universe and now they're either guessing there's one to two trillion galaxies in the known universe, and then the universe is continuing to expand. And, you know, the Milky Way, which we live in, is, is only, you know, it's a smaller galaxy, and it's got a hundred million stars. Our sun is one star that has a solar system around it. There's a hundred million stars in our small galaxy, and our galaxy is a part of one to two trillion uh, galaxies in the universe, in the known universe. So what does that do to your mind? I just want to, like, when you try to grasp that with your adult intellect and you try to reason it, you try to understand it, you try to quantify it, what does that do to you? It actually short circuits our brain. We can't comprehend it. It's way, way too big. And in the same way that God is big, 
God is also small. Like when, you know, I've read a book on quantum physics, you know, and I'm not, I'm not an expert on these things, but I was just fascinated that, you know, as God is as vast in the universe, uh, it actually, he is as vast when it goes down, uh, into the, to the actual minute, minuscule, uh, subatomic, uh, aspects of creation. And, you know, there's, uh, I can remember reading in this book I was on, on quantum physics and said that there are more, you know, we talked about how many stars there are, you know, in the known universe, right? A hundred, one to two trillion galaxies. And, and like the, the numbers that they use, like they're like 30, 40 digits long, and then it's to the power of 10, right? So I, we can't even grasp these things. There's more molecules in a glass of water then there are stars in the known universe. So like when we think about how God is big, he is that way small. It's almost to the infinite, uh, infinite that he's actually small with all of the subatomic particles and all these things. So the big, big person in us, what does it do? It's short circuits. It's just too big. We can't understand it. You know, we, 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 we weren't built to grasp this. But I truly believe the little you, the little me that doesn't try to need to figure it out and understand it and grasp it, we just go, yay. Like our papa is really big and he's really small right down to the, to you know, there's something called string theory, which is part of that. Like it's uh, um, an, another part of quantum physics in, in the, talking about these strings, which are in essence, they're light. And they're saying that they're the actual base of every everything that is uh, matter in the universe. And, you know, little kids, they hear that and they just like they don't have to. It doesn't have to make sense. They just go, yay. You see, I truly believe that's what the Father wants for you and I. I believe that there's something in us, and it's not like we have to go beyond who we are, because Jesus said in Matthew 18 that the journey is to change, right? Unless you turn, Matthew 18, 1 to 5, when he's talking to his, his, his disciples about who's the greatest in the kingdom, he says, unless you turn and become like a little child again, you're gonna, you won't enter into the kingdom of heaven. For whoever humbles himself like this little child is considered great in the kingdom. So you see what Jesus was saying that there is a pathway for you and I to go. And that pathway is going in the opposite direction. The word turn that Jesus uses, you know, in some in some um, um, uh, translations, this is unless you change or unless you are converted, you know, but the, the word for turn means to twist around it's to go in the opposite direction and so it's it's returning to that place in our hearts where we we really can believe uh in fairy tales again and that we can actually have have this restoration with the love of god and it's not about becoming a child for being a child's sake it's just that little children are the closest to what God designed, you know, and when our biological father and our biological mother came, the sperm and the seed came together in our mother's womb in that divine spark, I truly believe we were the closest to God's original intent. And it was from that moment on, we began to be influenced by parents and by schools and by education and by friends and by trauma and by uh, uh, orphan world systems and by governments and by media and by social media and all these other things that have have tried to tell us who we are as we've grown up. And and so I truly believe that when the love of the Father comes and he begins to pour his love into our hearts and he begins to heal the woundedness of what happened when we were children, 
Because often with many of us, it wasn't safe to be little when we were little because adults were big. Our parents were like God to us. And so it was, it, you know, often um, a lot of us have spent our entire life trying to to get adult, become adults and, you know, make as much distance between us and the, the little us as possible. And so thinking about going back to that place of being little boys and little girls with a big dad can be really scary if the father... It, God the Father isn't the one who's fathering us. But the truth is, because he loves us and he's so good and he's so kind, he's a good dad, he protects us, he provides for us, he's actually laid his life down for us. And when you read about the 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 characteristics of love in 1 Corinthians 13, starting at verse 4, you know, love is patient and kind, doesn't seek its own, does not, is not rude, you know, doesn't boast, it, it, you know, it believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all things, it trusts. See, that the most beautiful thing about love, that's the Father's love, is that when we begin to encounter His love at a level that sets our hearts at rest, and he, it's, it's, I believe it's like he's, he's encouraging us, he's beckoning us, he's saying he's wooing us to, 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 to take the pathway less traveled and to, to, to allow ourselves, to give ourselves permission to have that, uh, that conversion experience again where we, we become little in our hearts. On the outside, we're big. You know, it's not like we, we, it, there's anything that changes that way, but on the inside, when we begin to be reparented by God, I truly believe that the the revelation of the kingdom becomes the the uh, just so freely received by a childlike heart. In Matthew eleven twenty five and twenty six, Jesus is praying to his Father, and I, I I just love this passage of Scripture. It says, "At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned, and revealed them to little children.'" Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. You see, oftentimes we spend our entire life trying to be wise and learned because we think that's the gateway to the kingdom. But Jesus himself said that the Father actually hides the kingdom from the wise and the learned. But he delights to reveal it to little children. And that the Greek word for little children there is untaught, unskilled, wordless infants, little babies. You see, I truly believe that there's a there's a little you in you in you, and there's a you know there's a one year old, there's a five year old, there's a twenty five year old, and in, in me, I'm in my sixties now. Like every one of our our life experiences is, we are the summation of, and, and it's like you, the growth rings in a tree. We we are the summation of everything we've ever experienced, and I truly believe when the I know for me when the father's love touched me. I felt like a five-year-old little boy, and I just was dealing with the disappointment of not being loved like I needed to be loved. And the Father's love absolutely poured into my heart, brought healing to me. And it was like, you know, in that moment, I realized that that I I didn't have to be this competent, big, strong uh, person and trying to manage life, trying to, you know, dog-eat-dog world, trying to provide for myself, trying to protect myself, trying to manage relationships and all those things that I could actually receive the love of the Father, and that that love would just permission me to have a transformation where I could get a divine do-over, where God was my Father, and that he would reparent me, and he would allow me to become little again. And you see, when I was a little boy, I didn't have a chance to be little. My, you know, I, my dad did the best he could, but he struggled with alcoholism, he, was, he struggled with anger. And so much of my li- little life, when I was a child, was trying to manage... Um, 
you know, his expectations, trying to not to get him angry at me, to try to anticipate what he wanted from me. So I, I felt like I was carrying his happiness on my shoulders. And I never had a chance to be a little kid to just enjoy life. So when I discovered that Almighty God is my dad and that I could have that do over again, I'll tell you, it just permissioned me to explore what does that mean to be a little boy with a big dad? And, you know, I think, you know, and I, I've said this before, but the idea of our maturity is is broken. You know, when we think about Christian maturity, oftentimes we we we, we see it through the lens of a broken, orphan-hearted world system. In the, in the world system that we're in, you know, maturity is self-sufficiency, independence, you know, uh, you know you're a self-made man or woman, you know, you, you do it all, and we celebrate that as, as, as maturity. But Jesus in John 5, 19 and 20 said, the son can do nothing of himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing. For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. You see, I believe biblical maturity isn't independence. Biblical maturity is complete dependence. You see, one of the signs of sonship in Romans 8.14 is those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the children of God. And I believe that for us to live a life of being led... Uh, we, there's something in our hearts that, that there's a transformation that happens that we aren't trying to lead. We're not trying to initiate. We're not trying to manage things. We are actually at a place where there's a humility that comes out the heart of a, of a little boy, little girl, and say, Papa, I don't know. Would you just take me by the hand? Anna and I, my wife, uh, took our, our three-year-old uh, grandson, Levi, to the grocery store yesterday. And, you know, he got a couple of treats while he was there. You know, he had his little backpack on and it was raining. So he had his dragon uh, raincoat on. And, and, and you know what? When, when we got out of the car, the first thing he did is he raised his hand towards his papa, his grandpa, just to, to, for me to hold his hand and lead him into the store. We had to cross the, the, not the street, but the parking lot where cars were. When we went into the big aisles and, you know, of course, at three years of age, the aisles are massive and big and all of the shelves everywhere. So he was just happy happy to hold my hand and let me lead him around around the grocery store you know the the adult in us would say okay i'm going to try to manage this i don't need to hold your hand father i just i you know i'll anticipate this and you know a sign of sonship is independence and you know i'll figure things out and then we get lost in the grocery store i truly believe the father wants us just to come back and say papa would you take me would you lead me by the hand you know, being led by the Spirit is coming to a place where, where, you know, we're not initiating things, that we are comfortable just to be able to be little and have the, have the Holy Spirit lead us. You see, there's a difference between childishness and childlikeness. And what we're talking about, of course, is childlikeness. Little children can be childish at times, but some of the most childish people are not children. They're actually adults who try to manipulate circumstances, control people to get what they want. What I'm talking about is a childlike heart, and, and God wants to just, I believe, just just encourage us to, to bring us into a place where we can believe that. It says in 1 Corinthians 14 or 13, it says, love believes all things. And I believe that in this area of a childlike faith, I believe there's a, a purity of, of, of heart where God wants to, uh, that the more that we are um, 
just overwhelmed with his love and knowing that he's caring for us. First Peter 5, 7 says, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. The more that we can believe that that is actually the substance of truth, that the father is, is trustworthy and that I, he can, he cares for me so I can give him my care so I don't have to manage my life. I don't know about you, how that sounds for you. Uh, you might be looking at me and say, oh, Barry, you're, you're a good, good lad, but you know, you're in denial. Well, and, and as I always say, that if you think I'm in denial, bless you, but leave me alone because it's working. This is the way that life works for my wife and I. And Jack Winter used to say, the smaller that we can become, the bigger that our father can become. And I think, you know, when we begin to understand that independence uh, viewed as maturity is actually a fallen world system. You know, that's why when Paul said in in First uh, Corinthians eight one that knowledge puffs up, you know it, it it can inflate us, it can you know make our ego bigger, but love builds up, and it's that the love is the stuff of the kingdom, and children are love sponges, and I really believe that you know oftentimes what gets me in trouble, it got Adam and Eve in trouble, and I think it's got humanity in trouble ever since the garden was the eating from the wrong tree, and you know it, it can look. It, it can look pleasant to our eyes. It can, you know, because, you know, when we think about the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you know, it, it actually, it, it's not just evil, it's good too, right? So we're trying to discern, we're trying to manage, we're trying to figure out, we're trying to understand. But, the, but God never, ever designed us to carry such a burden. He just designed us to eat from the tree of, the, of life. And, and then he would tell us, you know, even, even the fact that, you know, when they ate, Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and then they, they realized they were naked, and then they felt shame. And then what did the father say to them? Who told you you were naked? See, it wasn't the father who told them. They were living in the glorious obliviousness of, of just being loved. They didn't even know they were naked. There was no shame. There was no self-consciousness. There was no comparing. None of those things. And I just believe there is a way back to that. Now, I, I don't know if we were all in the same room. I would just say, okay, everybody, who's with me? Who wants that kind of glorious simplicity where you're not aware and measuring yourself? Because, you see, God, I believe that the, the Bible says that the, uh, the the eyes their eyes were opened when they ate of that tree, but I believe it was the eyes of their intellect were opened, but the eyes of their heart were was closed. And I believe coming into the kingdom of God, it's the opposite. It's not in a sense that our our intellect is closed, but it's like the eyes of our heart is open, and then. You know, because God has given us a mind and a beautiful brain, and He wants us to use his, our brains, and that's that's wonderful. But the problem, what happens, I think, a lot, in, especially in, the, in kingdom stuff, is that our mind becomes the gateway to whether we we decide whether something's believable or not. You know, and so God says something, He makes a promise, He asks us to do something, whatever. Then our mind goes, Does, does this make sense? Is this believable? Does this, you know, should I do this? And it, and it's the filter. Uh, to our heart, but I believe that the Father wants us to live from our hearts, and that the you know the more that we can just be in touch with the just the little child in us, because little children live from their hearts. They don't they don't have a developed in, intellect. They don't even have the 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 luxury to try to live from their intellect. The smaller the child, the more undeveloped their intellect is. But yet, I believe the greater in the kingdom of God that God sees these these little ones, and so I I believe that. 
that God wants us to be able to come into a place where, you know, we are able to um, embrace what does life look like to be, you know, little children again with a big dad. And I believe that faith is the, the way that we access that inheritance. And uh, Hebrews 1, 11, 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So, you know, the, the whole Christian life is about faith, right? Uh, Hebrews 2, verse 8 to 10 says, by, by faith, it is by grace you've been saved through faith. So it's a gift of God, less than any man should boast. So like it's the, the access into the kingdom of God is through faith. So faith is really, really important. But, you know, faith, I really think, can be demystified. Like, faith isn't super complicated. It's just, you're making faith choices every day. I'm making faith choices. I'm sitting on an office chair in my office. If I didn't trust that this office chair would hold me, I would not sit in it. I'm, I have faith to believe that it will hold me. We're always making faith choices every day. But when in, in the Greek, when we talk, there's three words in the New Testament that uh, talk about uh, faith and believing. It's faith, believing, and trust. And they all have the same root word. And so, in essence, you know, faith and believing and trust are all intertwined. And uh, I believe you can't, you can't have faith in somebody you don't really trust. You, you can't believe somebody to be credible if you don't trust them. And I truly believe that trust in the, the dynamic of faith, believing, and trust. Trust is, is such an important part of our, our Christian life in the journey that we are in. Because if we don't trust God, if we don't trust Him as a good Father, if we have mistrust, then it's going to really be difficult to have faith in Him. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. And I, I really believe that that's, that kind of shows what happens. The, the tension between trust and thinking, because it says trust in the Lord with your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. I think a lot of times the adult in us, the, the intellect in us, the, the, just the psyche, you know, we have a real hard time uh, dealing, dealing with that. But when we trust the Lord with our own heart and we don't lean to our own understanding, it's, it's like in all our ways then we can acknowledge God and He will make our paths straight. You see, this has been a journey for me. And, you know, I, you know, growing up, I, I spent a lot of time leaning to my own understanding. You know, I, I remember I had prayer ministry one time and uh, the, some prophetic friends were, were praying for me. And they said, Barry, we see you as a two or three year old little boy. And, you know, you, you, God created you with a trusting heart. And, you, you know, he wa- you were wanting to give your trust to your parents, but it wasn't a safe place for you to do that. So trust returned back to you. And so then you spent your time becoming hyper vigilant, trying to understand your parents and what they wanted from you and, and trying to protect yourself from getting hurt. And the result of that, you became very strategic in your thinking, you know, so that you wouldn't get hurt. And that was absolutely dead on. But they, in that process, they said child-like uh, trust, basic trust was, was, was taken from you. And the father wants to restore basic trust. And so, you know, my life, and I've been walking in this revelation now for 24 years, and my life is, is a continuum. More, it's, it's not like, you know, it's a one-off event. 
But the Father is continuing to convince me day by day that he's trustworthy, that he's my dad. I don't have to manage life. I don't have to figure out my retirement plans and, and you know, the 10 years from now and managing all of, the, all of the uncertainties of life. The Father wants me to trust in him with all his heart. And the more that I trust in him, I truly believe the more that I can live a worry-free life, a stress-free life, an anxiety-free life. That doesn't mean that the circumstances don't come. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. But it's in the midst of an orphan world system, in a broken, fallen world system, that you and I can live with this childlike faith, this childlike trust in our Father, to believe that he loves us, that he's for us, that he promises to provide for us. You see, in Psalm 29, verse 9, King David wrote, he says, You brought me out of my mother's womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. You see, I truly believe that the Lord's desire and design was that you and I would learn, would have learned to trust at our mother's breast. But many of us didn't learn to trust at our mother's breast because life and, and you know, just the, the brokenness of, of generation upon generation. But I truly believe that that's where the Father wants to restore that basic trust. And that, you know, we could just come to the place of just being little boys and little girls with a big dad. When my, my friends uh, who prayed for me said that trust was broken, you know, they saw this picture of me being led around the world uh, in airports and train stations by God himself and I'm just this little boy and he's taking me by the hand and he's leading me where I'm, where I'm to go. And you know, I you know, we've had opportunities over the years to to go places and experience things that you know, I would never have dreamt possible in my own effort. But I feel as Jack Winter would say, the smaller that we can become, the bigger that our heavenly Father can become on on our behalf. And now you might be listening to this and say, oh, you know, I have trust issues. I, I, I can't, I, you know, I, I, my trust has been broken with me, with, with people I've loved and cared for. And I, you know, they've, they've let me down. They've disappointed me. They've devastated me. And I truly believe the Father understands that. He knows that, I, you know, and I just feel in my heart to say to you that God created you with a trusting heart. It was not your fault. That the, those who were meant to parent you and love you, they were meant to model his fathering and mothering love to you. And, and if they're in with this idea of trust being broken, I just believe that it's the Father's love that where he wants to restore that childlike trust. And we know in the in the... There's a, a story in Mark chapter 9 where this man comes to Jesus and, and he wants him to heal uh, his son. And Jesus looks at him and says, do you believe? And the man had an honest answer. He didn't you know, try to tell Jesus what he was thinking he wanted. He says, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And you know, that honest prayer to Jesus was enough. And Jesus answered uh, the, the cry of this man's heart to see his son delivered. And, you know, maybe today when you're listening to this message on, on you know, childlike faith and, and like how do we just cut, walk into that simple simplicity of a childlike heart and believing, you know, when Jesus says, if you don't doubt in your heart, you'll speak to this mountain and it'll be cast into a sea. You know what an adult does? Hmm. Yeah, you know, how does that happen? And, you know, am I worthy? And did I do my devotions? And, you know, well, a little kid says that when he hears Jesus say, you can speak to that mountain. He goes, yay, because he doesn't think with this. He just lives from this place of his heart. 
And so if you're struggling today and you think, oh, man, I, I, I have trust issues. Like, can you even say to God, Father, I trust you maybe with part of my life, but there, help me in the areas where I don't trust you. Help my unbelief. And I truly believe an authentic prayer like that, the Father hears, because he understands why you struggle with trust. And in Second Timothy 2.13, uh, Paul writes, he says, even when we are faithless, that he, God be, is faithful because he cannot disown himself. You see, one of the things that, um, that I truly believe, it's never been about our faith. You know, oftentimes, you know, when we focus on faith and it's like, it's my ability to believe. And, you know, if something goes wrong, then I beat myself up because I didn't believe hard enough. But as I get older, I really believe it's not about my faith, but about my father's faithfulness. And the more that we can just know that he's faithful and through good days and bad days and, you know, valleys and mountains, but that we can just return to that beautiful simplicity of a childlike heart where he can father us, he can parent us, he can carry us, he can protect us, he can provide for us. He can just open up, you know, like like Paul said in, in, to the Corinthians, I has not seen nor ear heard nor entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. I truly believe that the more that we are able to humble ourselves like a little child, the more that we are able to receive love from the Father and have his love just bring healing to every area of our heart, the more that we'll be able to believe for the impossible things. You know, Jesus said that, you know, these signs shall follow those who believe, you know, like whether it's raising the dead or, or casting out devils or healing the sick. You know, we don't have to seek those things. Those things will follow us. But the more that we are able to believe we're loved and that God is our dad and Jesus is our big brother and that we don't have to manage life in our own abilities, I believe the more that that childlike faith, that childlike trust can be restored and trusting in, in faith and in believing that's intertwined together. And it's just, but it's it's at the, the root of that is trust. And I believe that the Father wants us to trust him. You see, little children have an amazing ability to believe. They just have, there's just, the, again, uh, one of the, the challenges with little children in the development of the human brain is pr- from between the age of zero and seven, little children simply believe everything, for the most part, their children, their parents tell them because they have this beautiful, open, trusting heart. But I know and you know that, you know, that's when there's been so much damage and so much trauma that we've experienced as little kids because our hearts were open to our parents. Our parents were like God to us and they said things that were devastating to us or maybe they didn't say things that they needed to say. And it was this damage and because of all of the woundedness in our hearts, we just want to make as much distance from when we were little until we are, you know, to our adults. So we didn't have to get hurt anymore. We don't have to be vulnerable. You know, we can be self-sufficient and rely on ourselves. But I truly believe, my brothers and my sisters, that there is a journey less travel where you and I can re experience the father parenting us and loving us and 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 you know when he says in the psalms ask of me and i'll give you the nations for your inheritance what do you respond to that do you go oh i don't think so or do you go yay the nations my papa's gonna give me the nations i truly believe that that's what the father wants 
that he wants to open up the eyes of our heart. He wants to blow our minds. He wants to change our perceptions. He wants us to think like God thinks. You know, when you know in the background, for those who are watching by the video, you see the, the little kids with their arms raised, and, you know, there's a universe behind them. And I just believe that the, even today that the Father wants to expand our capacity to believe. Believe for things that are beyond... Um, our natural realm. You know, we, the Bible says that the kingdom that we're in, there's innumerable angels, and those angels are heirs to salvation, which is us. And, you know, Jesus said, greater works will you do because I go to the Father. You see, I truly believe that the more that we believe we're loved, that we don't that have to be competent and strong and self-sufficient anymore, the more that, that we can just embrace our just the the beautiful simplicity of of being little again. And that little boy or little girl is still in you. I believe it. And, you know, know, as we just pray, as we wrap up, I I just want to ask the Father to reconnect us, each and every one of us, to the little boy or little girl with a childlike heart and just a childlike faith that love believes all things and and that there would just be a, a childlike optimism that would be restored to you where you've been damaged and you've been discouraged and you've been fearful and you've been disoriented and disillusioned in life and you know all of the 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 just the barrage of a broken world system that the father wants to come i believe that the father wants to come even now and he he just wants to to uh, restore so much that was lost in the garden so that you and i would just know that we're loved with an everlasting love And that nothing shall be impossible for us. So, Father, I just pray now in in the mighty name of Jesus. Abba, I just ask that you would just restore that beautiful, childlike simplicity. Thank you, Father. That where, where we don't have to manage life we don't have to figure things out we don't have to be competent in our own ability but that we could actually return to that place where love believes all things and that we would just be able to dream impossible dreams whoa and that father that you would begin to heal those areas in our heart where there's basic trust childlike trust was broken and that we could just be restored to the place where we could believe in fairy tales again and rocket ships and faraway lands and, and, you know, like an immeasurable universe and we don't have to understand it and quantify it and deserve it. We could just go, yay. Thank you, Jesus, our brother, our Savior, our Lord, our King, the firstborn among many brothers and sisters that you have made the way home, that in your Father's house are many mansions. And even now, Father, though we're on planet Earth, your word says that we are seated at your right hand, hid in Christ with God. I just pray, Father, that, that your love would come and that you would just encourage and strengthen us to believe again. That cynicism would go and disappointment would go and discouragement would go and that all those things would be just 
any woundedness, any brokenness would just be healed with your love, that you would love us. And, and I just hear the Father saying, you can do it. I believe in you. You can do it. So I just encourage you to take a deep breath. And just, Jesus said that we're to receive the kingdom just like little children would. So, Father, I just pray in the coming days that you would speak to your sons and your daughters, that you would encourage us, you would strengthen us, you would practically just show us what it means to live on planet Earth as little boys and little girls with a really big dad. I truly believe that, as Jesus said, nothing will be impossible for those who believe. And, Father, we just want to just believe you. We want to trust you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. And all God's people said, Amen. I'm just going to have Mark come on now. And uh, yeah, Mark, come on on, matey. Thanks, Barry. Very good as ever. Just struck me as you were speaking the words simplicity and purity. Mm. You know, the simplicity of everything you're saying, but actually the purity and the sense I had was like it's just the original with nothing added. (laughs) So, yeah, thanks, Barry. Yeah, maybe that's actually that's really it, it is the original, right? It's it is it yeah. is that returning to that beautiful uh one of a kind creation that the father intended for us right from the get-go. So, amen to that. So, thanks everybody for joining us. Um I I think is there anything else you need to say before we sign up? Um I've just got a uh, something. It's a little video I created a while back called the, "A Little Boy's Prayer." Uh, it's only five minutes long, but I thought it might be appropriate to just end with that. So, thanks everybody for coming. Lord bless you guys, and uh, we'll be back next week. So, hope hope to see y'all. We will. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks okay. everyone. Father, I thank you that your kingdom belongs to little children. Thank you that your kingdom is not of this world. It is not defined by worldly values. But you have chosen the weak things of this world to shame the strong. You have chosen the poor things of this world to shame the rich. You have chosen the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. And thank you, Father, that you delight to reveal your kingdom to little babies. So today, Father, I ask that you would awaken within my spirit the reality of who I am in your sight. I am not competent and I'm not strong and I'm not self-sufficient or independent. I'm just little. 
then you love me with an everlasting love. So, Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, that today you would awaken in me the kingdom reality of your love, the kingdom reality of your inheritance that you delight to give to me. Because I am not an orphan. I am not a servant. I am not a slave. I am a child of Almighty God. How great is the love that the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God and that is what we are. Father, little children, they don't struggle to believe these things. They just shout out, Hooray! So today, Father, I pray that you would help me to see your kingdom through childlike wonder, childlike simplicity, childlike playfulness, childlike optimism, childlike joy. Father, that I would be able to sleep through the most difficult of storms. Father, I pray that your kingdom would come today. Your will would come today on earth through me, just like it is in heaven. I thank you, Father, that the kingdom does belong to me because I belong to you, because I have been joined with your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. So today, Father, I just choose to believe that you really are my Father. You're my provider. You're my protector. You're my encourager. You are carrying me every day of my life. Little kids know this full well. And so today I want to step into my God-given, God-anointed inheritance as your beloved little child. May the Abba cry, resounding in my spirit, cry out today. Abba, you really are my Father. In Jesus' name I pray these things. Amen.